You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less, realistically. It's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert, and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today, we have another edition of Declutter With Me. Last month, we kind of took a little break from this series as we did a digital declutter. But this month, we are back to physical decluttering. And the purpose of this series is just to literally declutter along with me as I talk you through an area of the home that I am decluttering or that I have recently decluttered. I get a lot of messages that you all like to listen to the podcast as background noise as you declutter. So I just thought, you know, let's get a little more practical and make some episodes that have this purpose of us decluttering together. I asked on Instagram which area you all wanted to declutter next, and I got a lot of messages that said something along the lines of the garage the basement, storage closet, something like that. And I have to say, this is not my favorite area to approach because it is so different for all of us. It's really kind of hard to talk about it. This is a tough one. No matter how big of a house or apartment we live in, we all have kitchens, right? But we all have a different situation when it comes to like where we put extra stuff and where we store stuff. Like some people... Maybe just have a garage, or maybe you just have a basement, or maybe you just have a little closet that you store all of your extra stuff in. When my husband and I first got married, we lived in a 600 square foot apartment, and all of our extra stuff had to be truly like shoved into a closet. And now we have a small garage, but a large basement. So we have plenty of area for storage in this house. And the last house that we were in, the one before that, and the one before that, not as much. So I've experienced all of the different combinations, I feel like, of different types of storage spaces. So if you only have just like a small closet or maybe like a third bedroom that you don't use for anything but storing stuff, like a catch-all room, you might have too much stuff to be storing in these small spaces. So your storage is starting to pour out of those areas. Or maybe we have a lot of storage space. So we have just gathered and kept pushing a lot of stuff to all of that storage space. It's really such a different situation, again, for all of us. And I I know I said that like three times already. So let's move forward. Because here is my question that I have. As we get started with this topic... I want you to think about your space and think about maybe even go in your space right now if you can, if you're not like in the car driving somewhere, if you can take me with you and go to your storage space right now, how bad is it? What's your assessment of the situation? Because I think 
you know, the answer to that question is how we determine how we're going to approach this. And my goal with this episode is kind of to just walk you through what my situation is like and how I am currently in the process of decluttering my storage area in my home, but then also just give you kind of some tips to create your own game plan and start decluttering your storage space. I'm going to say that even if you have decluttered your whole home before, this is likely the area of your home that has maybe piled back up. Because this is the area that when we like don't want to deal some- with something in the moment, we might push our stuff into that area, stuff we're no longer using. Maybe we think, like, I'm going to give this to someone or I'm going to donate it, but we just shove it all into this area. And things we don't want to make decisions on goes into this storage area, wherever it might be for you. So these are the spaces that can pile back up pretty easily, especially if we don't have an organization method for it or a specific purpose for that space. And I know this because I have been this way. My storage closets or my storage spaces are the spaces that gather the clutter kind of no matter what, unless I give them a purpose that is not for storage, if that makes sense, or that is partially for storage, but like I give myself a space limit for that storage. So in my house, we have a garage, a small garage, and a large basement, like I said. The small garage we use as a home gym, and therefore it has a purpose. So we do not shove all of our stuff in that space because it has a purpose and we use it regularly. And we also maybe have a few other things that kind of take up some of the space, like our lawnmower and our bikes and kids like outdoor things like strollers things like that we have that stuff in our garage as well so we have to keep that stuff to a minimum because we also need space for the home gym but that's just an example of when we give a space a purpose after we declutter it it often keeps us from cluttering back up that space now my basement has been the most neglected space since we moved in it is an unfinished basement It has two or three, I should say, three different rooms. I would say that we don't have a ton of clutter in our house. Our storage is mostly purposeful stuff. I mean, if you walk in here in the middle of the day, you're still going to see a mess. Not everything's perfect. And our laundry probably looks more piled up than it should. But we don't have that much clutter. But if you would go in my basement, you would believe otherwise. Because what has happened is when we moved back at the end of February, we moved everything into the basement. That was just the easiest thing to do because there's uh, the ability to enter through that space. It used to be an office for the person who lived here before us. So we just moved everything into the basement and we have not fully unpacked We have unpacked to the point of we have everything that we need and use regularly, almost everything. I would say like 98% of our stuff that we actually use regularly is unpacked and is in our main areas of living. However, the 2% of the stuff that we do use that maybe we've been looking for or needing to unpack is mixed in with all this other stuff that we thought we needed and that we moved, or it's just like storage stuff that we do need, like holiday things. It's all mixed in together. It's a mess. And we do have more clutter in the basement than anywhere else in our home. 
And a lot of that stuff, we've realized that we haven't accessed it for around five months now since we've moved in. And many of the bins have just been rummaged through so we can find those things we needed and just then thrown back together. More than it's clutter, it's just a mess. And it's a little bit also clutter, if that makes sense. So regardless of what down there is or isn't clutter, it overwhelms me because it is a mess down there. There is not an organization system and it's just, it's an overwhelming space. We are in this kind of in between where we still just moved five months ago and we are not fully unpacked. So that's our basement situation. And really it is bad. It's a mess and it's disorganized. And like I said, it's, it's overwhelming to me. So it has not been tackled yet. And I think that's the problem in these storage spaces in our homes is that they get over overwhelming. They become overwhelming very quickly. And for many of us, we may have lived in the same home for so many years. And these storage areas have just been added to for years and years. If I feel overwhelmed with stuff that's just been sitting there for five months and we we decluttered a lot of stuff before we moved, so it's not even like we brought all this tons of stuff with us. If I feel overwhelmed with that, the overwhelm from stuff that's been piling up for years, that overwhelm is exponentially higher. And I get why this was a requested declutter with me topic because this is hard. When I think of decluttering and decluttering being difficult and overwhelming, like this is the hardest of those spaces. It's really the worst of decluttering. And the problem though becomes that we just keep stuff and we push stuff into these spaces and then we have entire areas of our homes that just aren't even usable like a garage that you can't put a car in because there's just too much stuff in it I want to put my office in the basement even though it's unfinished and it's not pretty down there I have a vision for putting my office down there but I haven't started because there's just all this stuff jumbled up that I need to deal with so I'm gonna just take you through how I've been starting to tackle it because I have been over the last week or so I've been starting to tackle this space I still have a long ways to go but the first thing we need to do is assess the situation and I already asked the question how bad is it but it's good to just be honest with ourselves (laughs) about how bad it is and how much time we think it might take because when we estimate how much time it might take Sometimes we underestimate, but a lot of times we overestimate. So just tell yourself, you know what? It might not take as much time as I think if I just start. But I also want us to think about what could we use this space for? This question is an important guide and maybe even a motivator on our decluttering journey. Because like I said, I would like to put my office in my basement I just don't like it being in my bedroom. So I would like to put my office in my basement. That does motivate me to get moving on the area. So what could you use the space for if it wasn't totally cluttered? And if storage is part of that plan, what's the goal for what you're storing? What I mean by this is like, do you actually want to be able to find the stuff? Do you actually want to know what's there, right? Maybe you want the storage to be labeled. Maybe you want only a certain percentage of what you currently have. Like maybe you're looking at all of your bins and boxes and stuff and thinking, if I could just get 50% of this out of here, it would be more manageable. So thinking through those questions of just what could this space be? What could the purpose of this space be? And what would be less overwhelming when it comes to storage? Like what would be the purpose for it? 
And I also, we're going to talk about this in a second here as well, but also start thinking about why. Like, why are you keeping all of this stuff? If you have a lot of storage cluttering up your garage or your basement or a storage closet, and it's just piled high and you don't even know what's in there, why are you keeping it? And that might be a question where you have to dig deep a little bit. Okay, so once we assess the situation, making a game game plan is the next step. And I took, I've taken two different approaches to starting my basement declutter. And I'm not writing this from a finished place. Hopefully that's been obvious here. Not everything that I talk about on this podcast is from a situation that I've conquered. Like this is real life. This is us doing this journey together. And I am doing my best, but I have not conquered my basement. So a couple of different things that I have done as I've started it. A big project like this, typically I like to do it all at once. It just works best for me. Pretty much all of my decluttering projects, I start with the goal of doing it all at once. And then if I don't finish, then I want to come back to it the next day. And I want to keep going and get it done as fast as possible. A lot of people talk about decluttering for 20 to 30 minute chunks. And I talk about that too. I think it is a great option. However, I typically do not choose that option because of just how my brain works. So anyways, I want to do this basement project all at once. I have wanted to do this basement project all at once, but it was not working for me that way. I kept putting it off. So one day when I was down there with my friend trying to find some baby stuff for her that I was handing down to her, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is such a mess down here. I'm going to give myself 30 minutes and I'm going to just do as much as I can. And I sorted through multiple bins and got bins off to the side and just dealt with a lot of mess in that 30 minutes. So give yourself quick 20 to 30 minute intervals just to get started. If you don't have a big chunk of time to dedicate to the space right now, give yourself a quick win of seeing how much you can get done in that time. And then, you know, schedule for a larger chunk of time soon, but get that momentum started with the 20 to 30 minute intervals. I also really needed a win in that space. So when I was down there doing that 30 minute interval, I kind of got the idea that I wanted to make a family closet in our basement. And when I say I put this together in a couple of days, you should know that it is not anything fancy. It's like these little wardrobe rack, clothing racks, and then I put plastic drawer bins that are rubber made or something like that. I put those down there, one one set of three bins for each of us, and I started getting our clothes all down there, and I started dealing with our laundry system because our laundry is in the basement along with like all of this clutter And our laundry space was just looking terrible. Like we have, we got, we went from a ranch style home to now a home that has two levels plus this basement and our basement's all the way in the laundry and our staircase is steep. Like I have all the excuses why I just do not want to have to move laundry all the way from the basement, all the way upstairs. So I decided on this family closet in the basement and I put it together as quick as possible and I fixed up our laundry space a bit and fixed up the system. And it's not pretty, it's not perfect, 
but it's functional and it is working better for me. And I gave just one space of the basement more of a purpose of just like the laundry area and then this closet that maybe eventually one day we'll put walls in and actually make it a closet. But either way, that helped me. We're in the last month of summer. It's a perfect time to just savor these nice long days, get outside, get active. It's also the perfect time to have convenient, wholesome meals to support that active end of summer lifestyle. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. I know this summer I really felt like I did not want to cook as much, but I still wanted to make sure I was eating well. Factor is perfect for this situation. You can skip the extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. These premium, ready-to-eat meals feature high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus, You can treat yourself to 34 plus weekly restaurant quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon, ready in just two minutes. On the menu each week, there's flavor-packed options to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. All prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied while meeting your goals. You can also replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes. They also have cold pressed juices and smoothies to choose from. Get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep and no mess. You can head to factormeals.com slash minimalish50 and use code minimalish50 to get 50% off. That's code minimalish50 at factormeals.com slash minimalish50 to get 50% off. So my question for you is, what is your game plan going to be to approach this area? Maybe you're just maintenance decluttering it, but if you really need to tackle a lot of clutter in your storage space, one, you could plan large chunks of time, get the project done as quickly as possible. Two, if time doesn't allow that for you, then plan for 20 to 30 minute intervals. You could even set an alarm daily at the time at a time you know you'll be home and then go and do some decluttering in your storage area for that 20 to 30 minutes. Three, you could work towards functionality while decluttering. So again, well, what is your vision for the space? Are there... Are you just like working towards a more organized storage space or are you adding a family closet to your basement like me? Probably not, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, is there some type of purpose that you can also work towards while you declutter? So moving storage out of the space that you want to use for something else and maybe starting to slowly build out that space, whatever it's supposed to be other than storage. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about in this Declutter With Me episode is just some decluttering tips for the space because there's a lot of mindset issues when it comes to storage and storage spaces usually hold a lot of different things. So usually in a storage space, I mean, it couldn't be holding anything. I I don't know what's in your storage space, but these are just some categories that might hold, that it might be holding. 
One, it could be things that we're storing for an actual planned time in the future. So maybe you store your kids like hand-me-down clothes that you're giving to your younger kids when they grow into that size. Or maybe you have baby stuff for a future baby or whatever it might be. You are storing things that have an actual planned purpose at a future date. Two, these storage spaces usually hold things that we use seasonally. So holiday decor, seasonal clothes, things like that. A garage might hold things like tools, outdoor items, whatever it might be. Um, Or maybe you have tools somewhere else. But either way, like this storage space might have larger items that you have to access. And then there might be overflow things like food and paper products and things like that. So there's just a lot going on. And when we're decluttering, we're not trying to get rid of all of this stuff. Obviously, there are reasons to have storage. There are reasons to store things. But we are tackling the things that we don't need because what ends up happening is we just decide we can just store everything instead of just the things that we actually know that we need to access at another time. So you might want to make a list of all the things <laughs> that you are storing in that storage area because for some of us, maybe we have like a cleaning section where we have cleaning stuff and maybe we have a section where we have like, I don't know, home improvement stuff that we need, like like I said, tools, things like that, um, paint, whatever. For those of us that aren't like organizationally gifted, it's just, it's really hard to handle these areas of the home where we're just storing so much different stuff. Okay, but let's really focus on what do we do? How do we declutter the things that we don't need here? And what are kind of the roadblocks that get in our way? How can we overcome them? So the first thing is that mindset issues definitely come up whenever we are dealing with storage. Because why did you store it in the first place? Probably because for some reason you felt like you couldn't or shouldn't get rid of it. And maybe you have things in your storage space that you feel guilty that you bought and you don't want to get rid of. Or maybe you have a lot of sentimental items there. If it's something that you just feel guilty because you spent money on it, but you don't use it, the damage has already been done. You are not saving money just by keeping this item around it's you already spent the money on it so you can let it go when it comes to sentimental items that is really a whole other topic but just like a quick mindset shift is that the memories are not stored in the stuff Um, if it's like a lot of your kids stuff you can take pictures of things and keep them in a photo album instead of have tons of physical things piled up if you're keeping a lot of your kids old stuff with like the idea to give it to them in the future you are listening to a decluttering podcast because you want less stuff. Don't you think that maybe in the future your kids aren't going to want like five bins of their drawings from elementary school, right? So, and and they're not going to want bins and bins and bins of clothing that they wore when they were three years old. So think about that um, when it comes to sentimental things. Those are just a couple of tips, but again, that's a whole other topic. So... Another tip, when it comes to the things that we set aside in the storage area because we might need it later, if you can replace it very inexpensively, if that time does come up when you might need it later, 
then maybe let it go, especially if you don't have the space for it, or if you're trying to declutter to, to have less stuff, right? Or you could put an expiration date on it, maybe 60 days from now or so, you're going to revisit this item or this box of items to see if you really could like find an actual future use for it or not. Or maybe just give yourself a spatial boundary of how many of these just-in-case things that you can keep. So maybe you just dedicate one bin to just-in-case items or two, whatever, however much space you have, whatever you feel comfortable with. Give yourself a spatial boundary and only keep what fits in that spatial boundary when it comes to those just-in-case things. Another thing that comes up is guilt, and I kind of talked about this already, but we often feel guilt when we are letting go of items. We feel guilty that we bought it at some point. We feel guilty that it is a useful item and now we're not using it. I don't know what guilt you might be feeling, but just think about the fact that in most cases, the item that you are feeling guilty about probably served a purpose for you at some point. So you can now let it go to serve a purpose for someone else now that it's no longer serving a purpose for you other than taking up valuable space. Another thing to think about when it comes to these storage areas where it might be a bigger project and you might be dealing with a lot of stuff at once. Of course, I'm sure you're going to come across trash, but for things that you do want to donate, it can be really easy to just set an area for donation and just shove all your donations in that area and just leave it there until you feel compelled to take it somewhere <laughs> I know this because I do this, but I want to encourage you with these bigger areas to use a pickup service like pickupplease.com or I think sometimes Salvation Army can pick things up if it's like furniture or things like that. You might want to just explore any kind of donation pickup service that your area might have. And if that's not an option, just try to keep yourself accountable posting things on Facebook Marketplace for free or on buy nothing pages right away or just getting a steady stream of trips to your local donation center going. Now, I say this all with fully realizing that I this is my biggest struggle. Like I do <laughs> I will put a donation bag together even if it's just a small bag and it just sits there for a while. So I want to be more like this, and I'm encouraging you, especially with these bigger donation projects. You don't want to move stuff from bins to just like a big messy donation pile and then just leave it there, right? That's not going to accomplish your purpose. Okay, the last thing I kind of want to say about this is since it's going to take possibly more time than other decluttering projects for many of us, how are you going to find this time, right? I just want to encourage you, bring your kids along if you have to, involve them, Give them jobs, obviously, if it's safe. Like sometimes the garage in the basement is not the safest area for your kids. But maybe you can clear space, put them in a gated area if they <laughs> are toddlers or babies who can get into stuff. Um, or if they're older, give them jobs. Or if all of that sounds unfeasible for you, ask for help. Get help if you can so that you can have larger chunks of time to work on this. Or just make it a priority during those like early morning hours, later evening hours, when your kids are sleeping, whenever you can to tackle this big project that is going to make a big difference. Because again, the, these are often just overwhelming spaces that 
are always like nagging in the back of our minds that we just have all this mess and all this stuff that we don't even know what it is taking up a huge chunk of space in our homes that we could use for something else. I hope that you will join me in going into this project with the mindset of kind of, you know, if this has been sitting down here or wherever, like up here, wherever your storage is, if this has been sitting here for whatever number of months or years that it has, and I don't even know what's in here, and I have not used it in this amount of time, is it really going to be useful to me? Be ruthless. Be as ruthless as you need to be. These areas can take such a long time to tackle. So don't tax yourself with like taking a long time to make decisions on things. Just make the decision and be ruthless about it as quickly as you can, as long as it's not something that is truly useful to you. So we talked about earlier that we can also be kind of working towards making the space more functional while we're decluttering. So if you do have an organization system in mind, whether it's just labeling your bins as you unpack and declutter and then repack them, I want to encourage you to work on that as well and work towards more organization in this space because having organization or having a purpose for that space is going to also keep it from cluttering back up. I hope this was helpful to you. And if nothing else, I hope that you took 30-ish minutes of your day to declutter a little bit in your storage space if it needs it while you listened along. Or maybe you just decluttered somewhere else. And I would love to know what you decluttered. So you can find me on Instagram at Desiree.Endries. Let me know. Send me a message. Or you can always email me at hi at DesireeEndries.com. I love getting your messages via email as well. Thank you for listening in, for decluttering along with me. And if this episode was helpful for you, I would love it if you would share it with a friend or share it on social media somewhere, wherever you like to share things. I'm grateful for you for taking the time to do that. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.